Flyers Daily with Jason Mertides. It's brand new Flyers Daily, a Monday edition. Monday's with Meltzer coming off uh, the first week of the season. We can change at this point. Four and two record. You read his work on NHL.com, HockeyBuzz.com, and PhiladelphiaFlyers.com, of course. It is Bill Meltzer. Bill, how are you doing tonight? I'm uh, I'm doing well. It's been a crazy weekend, exhilarating weekend. Didn't, didn't have the uh, best ending hockey-wise, but, uh, you know, something... <laughs> something that'll that'll last a long time though you know um and uh you know hockey hockey season it's still early so yeah and let, let's start with recency bias um because we're talking after the flyers and the sharks the three nothing defeat and a couple players didn't see the ice in the third period travis konechny and kevin hayes and you're already down james van reemsdyke only played three minutes and change why do you think that they didn't see the ice in the third bill well, I I think it's a I think it's a dual purpose of that, and they didn't they didn't play well. Nobody played well. Well, nobody played well for two periods. So, you know, I, I they they didn't stand out any more than other key players that weren't playing very well either. Um, and Flyers generated very little in the way of chances. They were sloppy at times, and you know Hayes and and Konechny were culprits in that, but they weren't more so culprits than other people, but you know, I, I think that I think the dual purpose is this is that Tortorella is setting an expectation he's gonna hold those players to a higher standard, you know, when he talks about accountability. And the other part the other part of it too is it doesn't just send a message to those two players. It sends a message to every player in the room, hey, if if, if they're gonna bench our, our first line center and, and our top scorer, they'll bench anybody. And which which is known by Torts, but this is the first time he's pushed that button the season, and that that message came through loud and clear. So it, it wasn't only directed at those players; it was it was directed at everybody. Um, you know, JVR went out early in the game and was unable to return. There's no update yet on, on his condition, and so they ended up in the third period third period playing with only nine players, and, and they had a, they had an early third period power play with a chance to cut it to one goal and. Torts must have thought that hey, the the accountability message is the bigger picture here, so that's, that's what he went with. You know, um, you know, you, you could second guess it. I don't think Torts cares, but I but I think that if you look at it and, and say hey, well, if you get it back to one goal and there's you know 16 minutes or whatever left in the game, you know, you're you're one shot away on a team that's kind of fragile right now. But he just he didn't like how the team was playing. They they did pick up in the third period, gave a lot of young players a ton of ice time almost going with guys on an every other shift basis and you know i guess the silver linings those guys responded they had quite a few scoring chances in the third period they just couldn't they just couldn't bury one so um but it, you know you're not you're not going to win playing a portion of one period you're <laughs> the flyers were just flyers are outplayed tonight um san jose was also at the end they were at the end of a road trip they were playing for the third time in four nights They've really been struggling since uh, since coming back from Prague, so this is this is a game where there are points out there to be to be taken, and they weren't taken. So that uh, you know you take something away from that 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 you have to be better than that. Take an off day today, Monday, and um, you know see see what you do this week. Is the schedule's not getting schedule's only going to get tough again? So yeah. Thursday, it's Florida. Saturday, it's Carolina. Then a three-game road trip that opens up with the Rangers and Toronto and more back-to-backs, which we'll get to in a second. 
But when you bench, you know, benching a guy, okay, you, you understand it. He benches two and his top two leading scorers. Hayes came into that game with eight points, leading the way, a goal and seven assists. Travis Konechny came in as their second highest point getter on the season, six points. The ripple effects that go down the roster <clears throat> as yeah. a result of that bill are very pronounced. Now the key thing is, is not only do how do Hayes and Konechny respond, but how does the group respond as well now that there's been a major shot over the bow? But how do Hayes and Konechny respond? Do they respond differently than each other? How do the, each of those individuals handle this kind of thing? Well, you know, Konechny's actually had this happen a few times in his career. Mainly was a younger, mainly was a younger player. Um, you know, he, he seems to handle it pretty well. I, you know, I, I'm sure Hayes will handle it too. Uh, between between the two of them, it's Hayes embarrassing. Seemed, it's embarrassing yeah, for them to sit on the bench. Yeah. He, he seemed embarrassed after the game, and yeah. really was not in much of a not much of a talking mood, which you which you get, right? You understand that. But um, you know, listen, this happened. This happened in the first year that AV was coach here too. If you remember, I think uh, Hayes was one of the guys he called out. Uh, he called out Voracek, called out JVR. So he put connecting yeah, in the press box. Yeah, yeah, yep. he did. And and so you know, if you're professional, you have to, you have to respond the right way. Um, so it's a it's a test for those guys. I, I think that they'll respond. Um, they, again, they have to. I mean, you still don't have Couturier yet. You, you, who knows you're going to be without JVR for a while? Those guys, those guys have to be your best players, and that's uh, that, that's really the message: is that you know, if your best players are not your best players, and you're already you're already shorthanded, and you know you have to you have to win with all hands on deck, then um, you know hands they, on they, deck better be pulling the rope the same way. That's exactly that's exactly right. You know, that's yeah. a, that's what I'm going to say. That if they're not if they're not actually leading and they're not all pulling, pulling the rope the same way, you know, you're, you're in a lot of trouble. And they, again, they weren't the only culprits tonight. You know, I, I really, I really did not like the second um, San Jose goal. Um, I, didn't, I didn't like the first San Jose goal either because I thought, I thought that one was maybe stoppable. And Felix didn't get and, back up off his. Yeah, 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 exactly. And you, you know, you have a disallowed goal. Um, so one comes off the board for you. And you give up a goal less than two minutes later. It's almost like a two-goal swing in the game. Yeah. Um, so instead of up a goal, you're down a goal. And the Flyers never really had any push at all till till the third period. After that, they had before that they had the uh, the Lawton shorthanded breakaway. They had the the would-be goal that, that was disallowed. But really, the second period, San Jose basically had their way. Uh, what I really didn't like about the second goal, besides the fact that it put them down by two, is that you know, it's a it's a communication mistake. Um, the puck exchange. Um, you know, the puck puck eludes Tony D'Angelo. Then D'Angelo doesn't pick up his man going across the slot, which is where the deflection came. It forced Provorov to try to go over to his partner's side to, to cover for him. And uh, all of a sudden, just a little flip shot from the points deflected in, and now that one goal is, is a major hill to climb on on a night when you're playing a back to back. So. You know, just it was a, a losing formula. And, you know, after after you beat a good Nashville team, and it's a disappointing outcome. One of the things Tord said in his post-game press conference said that we have to learn how to win, compete on back-to-back -back days. They've got, as, a, as an Eastern Conference team, 
they they end up with 16 or 17 back-to-backs in a the season. They have three in the month of November. No. And you got to figure it out because nobody's going to go, oh, you played yesterday. Not that big of a deal. We'll let you, you know, nobody's going to give you anything for free in this league. And learning how to do that and saying, hey, we won the front end of a back-to-back. We're probably supposed to lose a second. Even though San Jose played yesterday, but they played in the afternoon against New Jersey, they were probably in town around 6 o'clock. Flyers didn't get in. The plane landed at 1.30 a.m. Uh, but learning how to play in back-to-back is a different ball game because even though it was four games in six days, you got to just control what you can control. And I think that's maybe what Torts didn't like. There were some controllable things, some of his non-negotiables. And that's what led him down the path that he went. Sure. And I, I, I have to go back and watch some of the shifts, you know, in the game on, on Saturday night, um, they did a very, they were able, they were able to roll all four lines. And I thought that bode, you know, that would, would bode pretty well coming into Sunday. Um, Cause a lot of times when you're out of gas in a back to back or end of a road trip, you know, you have a game where you're burning the candle at both ends, you're shortening the bench or yeah. something. That often makes for a tough game the next night. I mean, the, on Saturday, they were able to play ahead all night. Um, you know, I mean, it was, it, was a hard, it was a hard win against a good team, but nobody was overtaxed work-wise. Mm. There wasn't a ton of special teams in that game. A, a, lot, a lot of those factors you look at. So, you know, from an energy management standpoint, it, it was there on the table for the Flyers. And even though, even though San Jose had short, you know, like much less distance to travel and played yesterday afternoon – also, the third game in four nights, and those, yeah. those are on an East Coast trip. Yeah, you know, an East Coast trip, and uh, you know, three and four is harder than a back-to-back. Agreed. So I totally agree. Um, um, yeah, uh, Bill. One of the one of the other things, you know, with this team right now, is you know, you got guys out. We don't know what the situation is with JVR. Tanner Lazinski only played just over ten minutes, I think, in the game yesterday um, against uh, you know in, in a three nothing loss. So you're looking at you know, he said he's had to look for him on the bench at times. He shortened the bench considerably in that game, and Lazinski still didn't see a lot of ice time. Could we see a, a roster move made this week and maybe Lazinski gets sent down? Yeah, potentially. You know, it's been a really weird um, arc for Tanner so far this season. Uh, yeah. it, on uh, on Fridays on the on the Flyers website, I'm, I'm doing a column called the Friday Four Check, and one of the, one of the sections in there was about Tanner because it's been. It's been a bit kind of a strange arc for him. Um, at the end of camp, Torts made a point of saying he really liked this camp. Uh, even apart from the breakaway goal that he scored, he said he was really solid on the walls, doing a lot of little things right. If you remember opening night um, against the Devils, he was moved up because he wasn't happy with how Hodson was playing. And, you know, Lazinski had a really nice assist on a, on a Morgan Frost goal. Um and assist with the empty net goal at the end, too. But just a lot of subtle good plays, both sides mm-hmm. of the puck. Um, the second game against Vancouver was a nondescript game for him. Not good, not bad. Blended in. Um, and then the, the game in um, Tampa Bay, he spent the first period on, you know, on the third line, third line uh, right wing. Um, again, out of kind of nondescript first period. Well, in the second period of game three, he was moved down to the fourth line. Yeah. Um, and even before they even before they got to uh played Florida, they'd all they'd already claimed Sedlak off waivers. And he barely played in that game and he barely played in this game. So there's there's something there's something in in you know in the four periods or so of hockey that 
Torch really was not liking. And, you know, when you're shooting your bench and you have nine forwards and he still is barely mixed in because they were, you know, they were going almost every other shift with guys like Lawton, Cates, Frost. Those guys are playing every other shift. And you're still were seeing Lazinski every every third, fourth shift. So yeah. that, that, definitely, that definitely said something. Um, you know, they, they barely, they barely took a look at, uh, Lickstill, um, played fourth line one game. Jackson Cates was up briefly, didn't play very much. Um, you know, could, could they call someone up from the Phantoms? I think if, I think if you're still without Atkinson and JVR is missing for a while, they might call the guy like Tyson Forster up just looking for some offense. I asked um, Chuck about that when I had him on, and he really kind of pushed back against it, that being a call up anytime early. Really? Yeah, I was mm-hmm. I was kind of surprised by the answer. It was it was pretty adamant that mm-hmm. they want him down there playing in a lot of situations and a lot of minutes. Now, and I, in, injuries could end up changing that though, because that could create opportunities. Yeah. Urgency but, changes a lot. Yeah. yeah. So I, and I don't know who the next guy up would be. Um, you know, they, they may need a call up this week. Well, we'll see. It all depends on when some of these injured guys may be coming back. But, uh, yeah, I mean, for Tanner, he may be better off while he's still waiver-exempt to go down to the Phantoms and play 18, 20 minutes a game rather than playing seven up here. You know, Develop a little rhythm and confidence down there as well. But let's take a look at the big picture real quick because, you know, they are four and two. They are four and two without Sean Couturier, Cam Atkinson, uh, basically Owen Tippett. Uh, for most of that, ninety-eight percent of that, and obviously Rasmus Ristolainen hasn't played yet this year either. Yeah. Um, if you would ask me, hey, four and two after six, I'd have signed that contract two weeks ago before the season started. Let's look sure. at him big picture. <laughs> what have you seen big picture from him? Big picture, uh, I think that um, I think they've been more resilient. They didn't, you know, this game they got shut out on last night, but. I think in the big picture, they've been a more resilient team. Um, I think the D zone structure is better. I think the neutral zone is better. Um, you know, they're, st- they're still getting – and I know I know Tortorella said he doesn't care. He doesn't care about any of the underlying numbers. doesn't care about shots. doesn't care about, uh, you know, the expected goals or whatever. He doesn't look at any of it. He just, he just goes by the eye test. Um, but, you know, a lot of times the eye test will match those numbers. Not always – not always, um, you know, like even, even the game against San Jose, I looked at uh, one of the, the stats, I'd, natural stat trick, and they had, they had high danger chances after the first period of 6-1 San Jose. And I, I didn't think that was 6-1, to one. I mean, yeah. you know, and that, 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 didn't, that didn't match up with what I was watching. But I, I think most nights it, it usually does, um, and, I, and I think that that's what he's going by. But I, but, I, but I think that the Flyers need to have the puck more. I think that that's the bottom line. You're not you're not going to get you know a, a nine forty save percentage out of your goalies all the time. Um, all, you're going to be able to sustain that. Um, you know the what's sustainable is actually what they showed in the third period in, in Nashville, where they held them to five shots, blocked a whole bunch of shots. That's how you close the game out. Yep. You know um, the car wasn't overtaxed in, in that third period. So so, but I mean, I'm, I'm definitely seeing a more resilient team. Um, How about the structure defensively, Bill? Because I think, you know, one thing that's been pronounced to me, and, and Hart Carter's got the 949 save percentage, 130 saves on 137 shots. And you look at it, and I go, you know, it, it helps 
knowing you have backdoor coverage or, yep. you know, that's a huge, that's yeah, a I mean, that's been huge yeah. for them. The, the backdoor yeah. coverage and the fact that teams don't get into the middle as much. Yeah. Well, I mean, a lot of the goals that have been scored have been deflections and there's nothing you mm -hmm. can do about that in some cases off their own defensemen. Um, so yeah, you're not, you're not worried all the time about getting over the other side of the net for, to prevent a backdoor play. Then you can have your angle covered and then it just, it all, you know, it, it all falls into place a lot better. And they, they have, they, they've back checked way better, way, way better. They, they've tracked back really well for the most part. Um, so that, that's definitely been a positive. They've been more aggressive uh, in, in denying entries. They're not backing in the blue line. And again, that, that comes from, that comes from forwards coming back. That way your defense mm -hmm. can, can challenge the entries. So, yeah, they feel a lot more supported when they see those forwards are chugging back there. No, for for sure, absolutely, hundred percent. So that that's trending the right way. Um, it takes time. Uh, I know Twitterell is Twitterell is still not happy with uh, things. Too many opponents are, are controlling the corners and the walls and, and being able to, to play out of the corners. Um, that definitely still needs some improvement. Sometimes they get a little scrambled when that happens. Um, so there, there's definitely Definitely stuff that they have to work on. Um, I do like at the other end of the ice, even though they, you know, they're coming off a shutout in this game. They'd scored three goals in each of the, you know, each of the games before that, each, each of the first five, and they're getting scoring from different sources. Yeah. Um, I mean, Konechny, of course, had the four goals, and Hayes is racking up the assists. But you look, look at um, how many different players have at least one goal, or you know, at least at least three points already. So that's uh, you know that those have been positive signs. So they're getting they're getting some contributions around the lineup. I mean that's that's why that's why they're four and two. But uh, you know the so you know and I know know that that's not sustainable. But things always change over the course of the season anyway. I, I think that I think the early steps they've taken towards trying to establish an identity and the step towards some accountability. Those are all things they're going to need. Um, you know, when, when you were doing um, Stick to Hockey, the most recent one, I, I, I think I think what was getting missed by the other side of the argument is I, I don't I don't care, you know, you don't you don't want to be a team that's gonna always be drafting at the top of the draft because you have no structure, you have no identity. It doesn't those those teams can draft at the top of the draft for a decade and they go nowhere because yeah. And, and so I think in the bigger picture, it's more important that you work on the things that Twitter wants them to work on. And, and if they're truly, if they're truly as bad on paper as people say, then the, then the uh, lottery position will take care of itself anyway, to a degree. So, um, but I, I think that in terms of the, the work that needs to be done by the coaching staff and players taking it to heart, I mean, I, I think the work ethic is there and I'll, I'll certainly take, four wins out of every six games, you know? Yeah. And, and, and look, they've been a fun team to watch too. And part of that's the resilience and, you know, they only scored the first goal in the Nashville game. That's the only game where they scored first and they kind of defied the odds there. They were getting outshot handily in second periods, yet they're out, we're outscoring opponents six to two in second periods. You know, it, it seemed odd, but th there was a lot of elements uh, that you go, Oh, th this is a fun team to watch. This is entertaining. And, that's that's a big thing for for them right now, and they need to you know find a way to to bounce back and try not to let one loss turn into two. Last thing for you, Bill. Uh, I mentioned Couturier, Atkinson, Ristolainen, Tippett, um, but I want to talk about two guys in particular. I think we have some kind of idea 
that Couturier is not imminent. And I think we have some kind of idea that Tippett's not imminent. But Atkinson and Ristolainen have not played this year. How worried? This is now getting into a worrisome territory. Yeah. Um, I'm particularly I'm worried about Atkinson because he didn't take the road trip. Exactly. All the other all the other injured guys were on the road trip, so they they were at least at least rehab skating. Um, so you know, and maybe if Atkinson's on the ice on Tuesday, and he, I, I don't think Thursday's realistic because he's getting, but maybe by the weekend, and then okay, you start you start to feel a little bit better. But right right now, I'm, I'm pretty concerned. Um, yeah. And I I think what happened with uh, Linen was he aggravated whatever he had earlier in the preseason because he. You know, he was practicing with the team. Uh, I think it was the last practice before the, the opener. He left early and uh, hasn't, hasn't practiced since. So I think he, I think aggravated whatever lower body issue. And you kind of tend to think groin anyway, that, you know, that, that kind of thing. Um, so, I mean, and that kind of thing, if you don't also, if you don't address it and you're not 100%, that thing can keep recurring too. So you have to, yeah. you have to make, get to make sure that he's sound. Um, I think that the blue line, you know, specifically with the whistle line, I think they've held up pretty well. I mean, yeah. Braun has played quite a bit with Sandheim before. I've, I've liked that pair. I think they've been steady. Yeah, um, predictable, which is good. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean, Sandheim doesn't have a point yet, but I think defensively he's been pretty darn reliable so far. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not unhappy with the blue line, but I assume they can get Atkinson back to better. Long, long run – you know they'll, they'll need wrist aligning back too, um, but yeah, when when guys when day to day stretches out for weeks, mm-hmm. you, know, you have you have to worry at least a little bit. Yeah, I remember Torts telling us before the last preseason game that Risto wanted to go that night, and he was like, "No, I got to make sure you're good for the opener." And here we are now, six games in, and we still don't see him. I, I lied. I have one more question, Bill. Um, the faceoffs, oofa. Uh, Torts, when we talked to him yesterday before the game, said. I don't worry about it too much, but this is really pronounced. And I asked him, I said, is the worry for you because you'll get late in the game and you got a D zone draw with a one goal lead that you need to win that draw, or you're on a power play trailing by a goal and you need to win possession. If you got the goalie pull, whatever. And he said, yeah, that's part of it. And he's trying to, you know, win draws as a five man unit, but they're losing them so badly. He said, they're just shotgunning them back. Um, that's got to be an area that gets better. I mean, when you lose Couturier and Giroux, it's tough. And, you know, Lawton's they're probably their best face-off guy now. Hayes never took a key draw while he was here um, when Couturier and Giroux were in the lineup because you had those two, one for each side. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, what happened What happened in the Nashville game? I mean, that was one of the most lopsided games I've ever seen. Uh, I know <laughs> Yeah, it was, it was, it was crazy. And, and uh Kate's really, really, really struggled on face-offs in that mm-hmm. game. Um, so, so much so that he barely took any draws last night against San Jose. That was that was noticeable um, on on either side. Um, you know, Frost had such a good preseason on face-offs. He was like sixty-something percent. Um, got off to an okay start, but this, this past week, in terms of draws, was not a very good one for him. Um, Hayes is just okay on draws. Lawton, you know, Lawton is the one guy who is the most reliable guy in faceoffs right now. So, you know, faceoffs are one of those things that they're not important until all of a sudden they matter a lot. And that, yeah. that's, that's that like draw. Faceoff. <laughs> it's, it's that one D zone draw that goes back to the point and in, into the net. Or 
you know, just just over just sometimes over the course of a game, um, you're losing them cleanly. It's why the Flyers have gone such long stretches without the puck at times. Yeah, it's, it's that instant puck possession, and it, it's not you know, and and there's face off. Not all face off losses are created equal either. When you know, when it's kind of a, a a scramble for the puck, nobody wins it cleanly. Some guy comes away with it. They have to give one side a win and one side a loss, but really it's kind of an inconclusive face off because the puck's really still kind of up for grabs. Um, but when you're losing them cleanly and they're they're back behind the net and they're breaking out or the other the other way just back to their point, yeah, you, you worry because that will cost you some goals eventually. Yeah. Determinative possession is achieved in those situations, and the game is so much about possession. Well, we'll see what the week ahead uh, has in store for us, Bill. Thursday against Florida, Saturday against Carolina, and then another road trip. And they'll see some tough opponents, including the Rangers, for the first time this year. Thanks for doing this. It's a, a late night um, after a pretty crazy day. Uh, so, everybody, read Bill's stuff on PhiladelphiaFlyers.com, NHL.com, and HockeyBuzz.com. And we'll have another brand-new edition of Flyers Daily coming up tomorrow. So, do the best. Enjoy your Monday. And we'll talk to you tomorrow on a brand-new Flyers Daily. Yeah.